Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. The 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that games media combined. to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out all our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist. We can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Or you can help support the brands that support us, just like the team over at Manscaped. If you head over to au.manscaped.com, use the promo code FTP. Save yourself a little bit of dollary dues, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. What a week it has been, Max. <coughs> Mostly for me. Yeah. As yeah. I sit here and cough my guts up. Because this week I got COVID. So the, the, uh, like, the old m- 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 my corona? Mm, I got that spice. And uh it's been interesting because I had been I think I had a conversation with someone on Monday being like, I have no idea how I've been able to dodge COVID for the last two years. How did I do it? Who knows? Turns out I totally didn't. I was super infectious when I made, when I made that statement. (laughs) Well, I I think it was me because I had to get tested for COVID Mm. last Monday because I spent a good six hours in close proximity with someone who tested positive that day. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. But, I dodged it so far. <laughs> so I'm thinking back to where to where mine came from. So, you know, we talked about last week how I went and took my son to the trampoline place. I think that's where I got it. Because it makes sense. There's kids everywhere, people jumping and breathing and, and spluttering. And like, but I was also feeling unwell before then. So I may have had a cold that then lowered my immune system, which then allowed COVID to get in. And that's where I'm at now. Cause like I had a shitty throat and my voice was all jacked up last week, but then, yeah, I didn't test until, uh, Wednesday. Cause the problem I have is I already have a problem with my immune system. Like every day I take a, like a steroid immunosuppressant nasal spray and a Telfast and mostly because my nose is either snotty, runny or I'm coughing or whatever. So like, it wasn't like a lot of the symptoms aren't really out of the blue, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't to one of my colleagues when, Hey, I tested positive for COVID and these are my symptoms. I went, I should probably check myself. Eh? Mm. And I did. And it was one of those, like that rat test boy, did it just go fluorescent. It was like, ah! like it wasn't even like, Oh, it's a, it's a faint line. Like that shit was glowing. I was very, I, COVID. Like, I like the way that, that rat tests are like, they don't tell the truth until they've been soaking for like 15 minutes. But if you read it after 16 minutes, it's invalid. I'm sorry. Okay. I've got like this sweet spot of a window <laughs> and if I miss it, I'm fucked. <clears throat> I didn't need it. I didn't need the whole 15 minutes. I got it done in two. It went, burr. I'm like, oh, that's, that's obvious. 
So yeah, then I had, so I've been spending uh, the rest of the time in isolation at time of recording. I'm currently in day five. So I get out at 12.01 a.m. Uh, on a Wednesday, the 4th of May. And um, I cannot wait. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, go to bed or wake up at 12.01 and do something. I'm just gonna get out of my house. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Kmart. Fuck it. You know, I'm gonna go to 24-7 McDonald's. I don't know. Just do something to get out of my house. Cause it's, come visit me at work. <laughs> yeah, I'll come visit you at work and then give you and then give you the dregs of COVID or something. But um, I'm itching, absolutely itching to get out of the house. Like it's been uh, painful, painful. How's your mm. week been, though? Um, yeah, it's been alright. So obviously, I wasn't I wasn't here last week, and then <coughs> we both had the week prior off. Mm-hmm. So I had a um, I've, I've had a I've had a month. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've, uh, so I've, I've had a couple of family members pass away over the course of this month, within two weeks of each other, which is why I wasn't here, here last week. I kind of needed to screw my head back on properly, and I hadn't played games for like three weeks. Yeah, and, and family always comes first. So was kind of withdrawn and whatnot. And I didn't. <clears throat> I just didn't. I, I don't don't think I could have uh, could have done it last weekend. It was all uh, it was all just a bit too much, and then. You know, after that, we had the, the COVID scare. My wife's parents have both got COVID now, and, and we had spent the afternoon with them the day they tested positive. So we're like, oh, uh-oh, this is it. This is how we get done in. Like, <laughs> um, But luckily, both both Ali and myself have tested negative. Um, we haven't had any symptoms at all this week, which is awesome. Um, but this week's been pretty cruisy. Work's kind of all up in the air at the moment. Uh, we're in a transition period between um, a new manager kind of taking over and that person has unfortunately been kind of thrown into the deep end. Mm. She's locked out of a lot of the systems. So all our shifts are disappearing and reappearing at, at odd times. We're having problems clocking in and out of work. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's been a fiasco. But uh, other than that, <coughs> I've been pretty good this week. That's good. I've, I've at least been able to go outside and get some fresh air. Fuck you. But uh, yeah, look, so you, you were really handy. You did you did do a supply drop for me with all my specialty need food, which I greatly appreciate. All these, all these lactose-free variants you had to go hunt down so you, I could I could drink and, and eat food. It was awesome. But it's been interesting. So like I've talked about last week, possibly the week before, whenever the last episode before that, I should say, where I was talking about it's like, I'm fucking super depressed. Um, and that hasn't changed except the, the difference is I'm now stuck in my home, which isn't helping. But one of the downsides of it was I was lacking the motivation and or give a shit to play games. So you'd think being stuck in my house for five days of so far, I'd be sit, I'd be just playing games up a, up a storm, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Like, it's interesting because like, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's the best time. Now, granted, I did, I did do some work from home. Like I've been super, super knackered. Like it kicked the shit out of me. So I've done some work from home, some not, but like, I'm like oh no, I've ended up just staring into the void mostly, um, watching YouTube aimlessly or just existing. Um, I've really not had any com- compulsion to, to play games, <clears throat> but it wasn't until last night so saturday at time of recording because i was meant to be going to a wrestling show renegades of wrestling their first ever show for a brand new promotion here in victoria fucking devastated that i can't go that i couldn't go so i was like well well, i need to play something like i've I've got a couple more days left in me let's do something with it something semi-productive at least and i looked all the new games that i have and just none of them are interesting me interesting me right now the none of them give me any sort of like oh yeah i should go play that like i tried to boot up grand turismo 7 nothing booted up tiny tina's nothing booted up uh was something else something else i put it up i went mm, like and even wwe i was like no nah. so like, oh, let's let's think about what else do i have to play well it's part of our backlog challenge which you know i don't believe you've touched at the moment no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Horizon done the other month. That was awesome. 
And I did get credits on Horizon last week, Forbidden West, sorry, like we talked about last week. Um, and I was like, cool, well, that leaves me in Sound Mine and Red Dead Redemption. Why the fuck I picked Red Dead Redemption still? I have no idea. Same reason you picked Valhalla. We're crazy. Crazy. So I dived back into that last night. And that was actually a good decision because I'm really, really enjoying it. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm still in the... Because I started the game again probably like August of last year, I think. And I'm about... Because I stopped playing for like months, almost all this year. Um, I am pretty much back up to where I was last time I stopped playing. <clears throat> so the camp has moved. I'm in the middle of chapter three. The camp has moved. I'm now deputized in, uh, in the city of Rhodes. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm doing the stuff with the the greys and the braithwaites and stuff like that while also building up um, the, the the posse. It's good. It's a very very good game. Very good game. But I knew that, so it's it's not like surprising. It's just like I guess it's that right amount of aimless wandering and like pointless yeah. tasks. And because I've spent a bit of the time just like hunting deer and shit for no reason, I think I just needed something that was a little bit meh without that pressure. Now, granted, like thankfully you've played a game this week that we received a review code for that i have barely touched and and i'm thinking that maybe off the back of the red dead redemptions i might be inclined to play it because as the title of the episode is weird disco redemption max you've been playing weird west yeah so i've put some time into weird west um i initially picked it up when we first received our code um i put a couple of hours into it and then it kind of got pushed to the side and <coughs> earlier this week picked it back up. So I'm about 10 hours in at the moment. I started again fresh uh, when I picked it up the second time. And it's that... Um, it's starting to click with me. Mm. It, it's giving me that... <coughs> obviously, it has that, 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 that Wild West setting. Um, so I've only played the, the one character so far. I know there are multiple playable characters in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I, I'm playing as, as the base character, who's a woman, basically she's on the hunt for her, her husband's missing. She's trying to find, track him down, follow the clues, find where he is. Uh, and you have, this game gives you so much player agency on how you want to go about getting the information out of the populace of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fairly, fairly early on, uh, you get told that the, the mayor of a local town will have some knowledge. So you go and meet him and he's like, Hey, I'm a dick. I'm not going to give you the information you need unless you do something for me first. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want the deed to the farm down the road. Cause they've got that good soil. They've got that great soil. Mm-hmm. So I, I can grow all my wares there. So you go down to the, you go down to the farm and they're like, the mayor sent you, didn't he? And you can be like, Oh yeah, the mayor sent me. Or you're like, no, nah, I'm here on my own. <coughs> and they're like, sorry for all the coffee. He wants our uh, he wants our land, doesn't he? Well, you tell him basically to go f himself, and then they 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 say they they basically like he's got he's just go find dirt on him. You should go check out the basement of his house, and then it's like, well, the mayor's a bit of a dick, but I'm here now, and I could just kill you all and take the deed to the land. But I don't like. But they're they're right. innocents, man. They're innocents. Yeah. But you guys seem all right. I'm a. I'm gonna go see what Dirty's got. So I go back, and they're like, "You got, you got my shit." I'm like, "No, no. I'm just gonna, just gonna have a look. Just give me a minute." And then you find that he has a prisoner, and the prisoner tells you all this nasty shit. And then you're like, "Yeah, fuck this guy." And then you torture him to get the information. <laughs> you just take the mayor out. He's like, "Screw you." So it, it's it's so good. It's so good. And in the in the combat scenario, it's this twin stick shooter, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it allows you to quick save as often as you want in combat so you can try different strategies. If something doesn't work, you reload your save. Or you yeah, you, you stuffed up your grenade throw or your dynamite throw. So you reload your save. You accidentally alerted the initial century and everyone jumps you at once try that again because you can you can sneak around and 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 uh basically like sleeper choke them out and then just loot all their stuff and just don't go in guns blazing and alert everyone you can try to do it sneaky 
you can go in guns blazing if that's what you want to do. You can you can hire people to join your posse and you can go you can roll in with a with a crew. If combat's getting too hot, you can steal their horses and just flee. There there's so many things that you can do and both in and outside of combat that it it <coughs> it's reminiscent of those old school RPGs, but in a more action based setting. Um, I was trying to describe the game to a friend, and he was the one who who said it. It kind of sounds like Disco Elysium yeah. or Weird West Elysium was the. So I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good summation for that yeah. for that game. You know, the, the the artistic style of the game is fantastic, and I think it plays well having that top down isometric view, being a twin stick shooter. Um, they they do it. It, it fits the scene and setting so well of the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I, I've been playing that on the back end of rolling credits for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Hey, there you go. So um, I rolled credits for that earlier last week. Um, I did jump into the first DLC. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, Padge was talking about that last week, actually, the DLC. How'd you find it? He said not... it was a little bit lackluster. How'd it work It for is you? not great i think it took me about 15 minutes to finish Mm -hmm. it's essentially a it's essentially a very short mission i wouldn't Mm -hmm. call it a campaign it's a very short multi-step mission that unlocks a boss fight and then once you beat that boss it it throws the boss into the uh i believe it's called the chaos chamber which is essentially the end game content for tiny tina's where (coughs) it's kind of like just a a horde shooter where different um with different rules applying at each stage so the the longer you push through the more detriments you get but the better the loot is at the end mm-hmm. the more you punish yourself the better the better the rewards so you play that risk reward of if i fail i'd get nothing but if i push myself i could potentially get more very very cool so how did you find the 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 complete campaign of tiny tina's it was it was fun it's a lot of to a degree it is a lot of piss fighting around doing side quests Mm -hmm. um the main the main story quests do not see you through so whenever you hit a the next main story quest if you're too low a level it's like hey all the all the enemies in this area are going to be level x you are three below level x you should probably go do side quests somewhere else for a bit mm, okay now for the for the most part they're fine most of the side quests do lead to really cool stuff interesting characters some yeah in borderlands fashion it's got those uh that fantastic red flavored loot that that usually is a little bit stronger than their standard counterparts so it's it's, it's worthwhile doing but sometimes when you kind of want to just make that final push and it's like, hey, you're going to struggle. I think I ended up doing, the, the, uh, for context, I think the final area is recommended level 32. I went in there and at level 28 and kind of struggled a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So you kind of just uh, gave you, up you and can, went, I'm just going to run in can, and try. You, you can overcome it if your build is good enough. So I was playing the... The, the the necromancer the grave mancer or whatever mm-hmm. uh can't think of what's called so a lot of my abilities allow me to regen health and come back to life for free so it wasn't too bad i had a lot of crowd control abilities area of effect stuff so it wasn't it wasn't horrible for me to to go in a little bit under leveled because i constantly regenerate health nice so how did you like how did the, the story come through because obviously borderlands one of the greatest things about it is story it's humor and especially here with like a very celebrity very big celebrity cast how did it all come together like from a game uh, because obviously you're talking about gameplay a moment ago how does like from the narrative it's my second favorite borderlands game after borderlands <coughs> oh damn all right nice um it it felt it pulled through where borderlands 3 fell short in its humor mm-hmm. uh the the story campaign that 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 tiny teen delivers from her perspective of her world as she's the dm running the game her story is quite interesting uh it does play out really really well and does reward you at the end it, do- it doesn't give short shrift to itself it kind of does 
the ends of the the ends justify the means in this. It's it's quite good. It Not does good. all come together in a nice succinct package, considering but, how crazy Tina is as a character. Very, very good. <laughs> Has there been anything else you've dived into this week? Played a little bit more Rocket League. I've played, you know, all those all those games that I get back into. But as of was it last night, the night before, time of recording. Uh Friday morning. Diablo 2 Resurrected's ladder mode kicked off. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on the Diablo 2 grind playing ladder mode at the moment. you also been spending time with, uh, was it the Vampire Masquerade's Blood Hunt? Oh, yeah. I played a couple of rounds of that. Uh, that's the new free-to-play uh, Battle Royale on PlayStation. Uh, I got to play it about six months ago. I got into the alpha and beta on PC. Turns out I still suck. Um my reaction time is just not as good as it used to be and shooting games are really hard for me now because I've got old man reaction times. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're finally catching up to me. I've had old man reaction times for, for many years and um, you've, you had always been better better than me, but like at least now you're probably still better than me, but you're, you're entering my area. And then last night I've, I've dabbled in Wii Switch Sports. How's that? Oh, I know it's unrelated to PlayStation, but how's that go? Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, the first night, I had to play it essentially in handheld mode because uh, my Switch dock's broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I managed to steal yours for the evening last night, and it works much better on a TV because mm-hmm. I can actually see what I'm doing. This is really hot. I'm going to take this up. <laughs> well, because, yeah, so for those that don't know, Max is rocking his uh, Harry Potter Udi because uh, the, the complaint was, oh, it's cold as hell in the room. And that's true because it is very cold day here in Victoria. Uh, and then both, you know, Max and I live essentially on the same street. So we have matching temperatures and yeah, my house is so cold. So, so cold. So I did debate getting the audio on before myself, but, uh, you know, this with the room with the lights and the computer and the screens, it tends to heat up in here pretty quick. So oh, uh, I have done that as gracefully <clears throat> as I could. That was very good. That was very, very good. Oh, that's speaking of very gracefully though, let's get into, uh, one thing before we make our jump to the news and this is where we do our ad read so manscaped manscaped the number one company in below the waist grooming manscaped have recently have recently released the lawnmower 4.0 it is the all around body hair trimmer max has one i have one we trim our shit with it i trim my beard with it i took the advice from you max and it has been exceptional for the beard now you did clean it first, right? You yep. Didn't go no, I did face then balls. Face. You know that's that's the okay. trick. Oh, <clears throat> because having it, because you're very clean shaven today, which is out of the, which is out of the blue. Now normally I'm um, I'm someone that does the clean shave because my beard pisses me off, but I hate being super clean shaven. I I, I think my face doesn't quite work. But you there's want that, like, five o'clock shade. Yeah, I like it a little bit. And the challenge is that my beard is patchy, so letting it grow by itself it's a whole different mess but having the lawnmower you know because it's a body hair trimmer it's not just it doesn't just not work on you on your dick but like it actually it trims it all which allows the the empty parts to fill out a little bit you know and then it kind of comes across at least somewhat consistent which i really appreciate so i'm able to have somewhat of a beard thank you to manscape to allow me to become more masculine which is which is awesome um, but yeah, it's been very, very good. And of course, we should also mention that if you are going over to au.manscaped.com, having a look at the, the body hair groomers, be sure to check out the formulations. I have still continued to use the two-in-one, the two-in-one shampoo, the, bo- the, the body wash, the, the, the crutch cleanser, I think it's called, or the, I don't know, fucking fun area stuff. Um, you know, the moisturizer, <clears throat> All fantastic deodorant. I smell amazing. I have no one to impress right now because I'm stuck, isolated in my house all by myself. Doesn't matter how good I smell. However, I, after a couple of days of just like ugh, hating my life, I did step up and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a shower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I've been out of shower the whole time, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna get dressed. I'm gonna make myself pretty. I'm gonna do my hair, and I gave myself a big, big scrub down uh, with the manscape stuff. I felt really, really good, and I actually kind of got me out of a minor funk. Of being in isolation, mm. which was which was much much appreciated. But if you too want to care for your your front area, keep yourself clean, do what you got to do, get yourself out of a funk, 
head over to au.manscape.com. Use the promo code FTP. You save yourself 20% off and you get free worldwide shipping. That's au.manscape.com. Promo code FTP. Get yourself uh, a bit tidier, you know? Trim the front area. Make yourself feel I, good. I, I, I also cannot recommend the Weed Whacker enough, which is the nose hair trimmer. Yeah. That thing is a lifesaver. Right now, full of COVID, when I need, when I need clear nose holes, oh, that Weed Whacker, I am so grateful for that weird Weed Whacker. Let me tell you. Anything, anyway, one other thing I'm grateful for is the news. And this is a section we call in the form, the place where we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. But before we do that, BZ in the chat. Oh, BZ goes, Ryan's balls look and smell like a baby's butt. That's right. Don't think, don't think about, don't think about that too hard. (laughs) All right, let's kick things off with the easy one. Let's talk PlayStation Plus games for May. Coming in, we have FIFA 22. For PS5, PS4, Tribes of Midgard, PS5, PS4, and Curse of the Dead Gods, PS4. Now, so this so is a sports game, a, a roguelike, and a Tribes of Midgard is kind of sort of roguelite-esque, but is like a building game at the same time. It's very weird. It's, I, it's... I own... I think I own all of these games. Yeah, so FIFA, I don't, I, I don't, nor am I, nor am I interested. But Tribes of Midgard and Curse of the Dead God, it's very interesting to have two God-esque themed games on the mm. same month. Um, can I remember Tribes of Midgard being, I remember you being interested in that originally. I remember seeing yeah, the so cur- I, I, I bought it on launch day because one of my friends is like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to play it all the time. It's going to be awesome. It's a big co-op team-based thing. Uh, it's akin to those like Ark and Conan and all that, except it's like a, a, a top-down isometric view as opposed to like first or third person. And it's just, it, it didn't hit the spot. It, it's very fast-paced, and if you cannot keep up, you're, it's just, you're, that's it. It's game over. Like if you if you're not um, if you're not paying attention or you spend too much time getting loot and not enough time killing the enemies, your base just gets overrun and there's just nothing you can do about it. You have to manage your time so precisely to stay in it that the difficulty curve is incredible. Brutal. Well, the only thing I remember about Curse of Dead's God, Curse of the Dead Gods, it had a really cool art style. That was the thing that caught my attention the most. Now mm. I've not played any of these, so for myself, I'm like, sure, why not? But have you played Curse of the Dead Gods? Uh, yeah, once or twice. How's that one go? Uh, I preferred Hades. Oh, oh, is it a very similar to Hades? Yeah, from memory, I'm pretty sure it's a roguelike. Mm, bit of like um, Aldi Hades. Let me, let me double check, just in case I'm thinking of something. <laughs> yeah, because in, in, my, in my memory, it's that too. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a roguelike. And this COVID's fucking cough is wrecking me. And I think it released around the same time. Yeah, it was a, it was a very similar release window, I think, for memory. At least probably within like a couple of months of each other. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a skill-based roguelike. Cool. Nice. I'm not going crazy. Very nice. But look, one thing that we were chatting about last week with Page was this whole PlayStation Plus Plus, this new subscription after Spartacus was officially confirmed. The information was dropped, and now we have some more information about it. We have the conversion rates for here in uh in australian dollar dues do we have the australian dollar dues yet uh no there's we, we do but i didn't convert them oh well can you please pull up uh because they are available somewhere it's it's 79.99 129 and 159 yeah jesus christ all right but here we go we finally got access to the conversion scheme that sony's put in place sorry for active members looking to redeem prepaid ps plus or ps now vouchers that they have purchased to reiterate if you already have a PS Plus or PS Now subscription, you will not be able to redeem uh, codes until 13th of January in the US and 22nd in Europe. If you don't currently have an active membership but have purchased a prepaid voucher, you'll be able to redeem it in any time. So, so Sony this week, just to, just to uh, clarify that, this week Sony have stopped you from being able to buy a PlayStation Plus subscription if you already have one uh, active. Mm-hmm. So normally whenever they go on sale, I'll buy a full year. And that it just attacks it onto the end and rolls it over. Yeah. Uh, they've also blocked you from redeeming codes if you go to a, a a retailer and buy a PlayStation Plus subscription. They've blocked that because of the way that you're about to mention about the conversion <clears throat> rates of 
how it's going to swap over for you. Yeah. So essentially, what they're, what they're getting at is because the because of the different um, pricing, the tier, the tiered price model, uh, it's going to change some things. So if you if you are a currently a PS Plus subscriber with what is sta- what is currently the way it is, you essentially get transferred near one to one for a uh, PS Plus essential, which is the base the base entry, right? But if you then want to upgrade to what is PS Plus Extra or PS Plus Premium or whichever the one that we have here in Australia, which is different again, which is PS Deluxe, it works this way. So essentially, if you have have one month, you get 31 days of PS Plus Essential, checks out, 20 days of PS Plus or 17 days of PS Plus Premium, three months, the ratio is a little bit better. So it's 92 days as PS Plus, 58 days, uh, actually that's kind of shitter that's less days uh and then ps plus premium is 46 if you happen to have 12 months 365 days of essential uh 219 of extra or 183 of premium so in short there is a a a transfer rate so if you were to you know go up the up the tiers how it would reflect now Uh, now that we have the australian pricing here max what are you going to do so my understanding also, just before we move on, uh, Sony have also announced that if you have a PlayStation, obviously this doesn't affect us in Australia, but if you have an active PlayStation Plus and a PlayStation Now subscription, you will automatically be moved across to PlayStation Plus Premium, which is yep. their ultimate tier. And you get, it, it's a one-to-one conversion of whatever is your longest running subscription. Mm-hmm. So if your PlayStation Plus has more time left than PlayStation Now, you will get the PlayStation Plus time, not the PlayStation Now time. So I think they've blocked the purchases so you to stop people from buying one month of PlayStation Plus and like three years of PlayStation Now. Yeah. Or whichever one works cheaper to kind of um, get you the most bang for your buck. That, yeah, I know that's been ha- that was happening in the US prior to this this alteration. People were just buying yeah. stacks of PS. Now, now of course, not available in this country. It sucks to be Australia. Um, so we get PS Deluxe, whatever, which is essentially everything but the PS3 access, um, which is disappointing. So now that we know the prices, uh, at 150 something a year, I think so- it's 154.99 because uh, so Sony, obviously, we don't have access to the PlayStation 3 titles. So Sony were like, "Hey, we understand that in those countries that don't have PlayStation now, you won't have access to PS3 titles. We're going to call it PlayStation Plus." Uh, deluxe and you will get some dollary do savings because you're not getting all the content turns out we're actually only saving five bucks <laughs> if you look at the exchange rate it would come out to 160 dollars a year uh, and we're paying 155 so we're getting yeah. <clears throat> just the tiniest smidge of a discount um as to what i'm going to do i will probably check out playstation plus premium yeah. for one year I honestly, though, can't see myself going back and playing too many PlayStation 1 or 2 titles. Um, the yeah. ones that I enjoy are pretty niche at best. And I have a feeling that they're going to look absolutely terrible yeah. on my 4K screen. And the reality is I just don't think I would go back that far. I barely go back and play PS3 or PS4 titles now. Like, I just don't see myself doing that. But the other, the other hitch is... To get these timed demos, you have to have PlayStation Plus Premium or Deluxe. They're not available in just the extra. Yeah. The extra only gives you the, the PS4, PS5 games pass. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I will go, I'll go full hog. And then if it doesn't work, I will probably just see myself going back to PlayStation Plus Essentials. Yeah, I'm in a similar space. Like, uh, I, I, I don't go backwards very often like going back and playing ps1 ps2 ps3 there are moments there are times where i'm like oh maybe i could go back and like i get a little bit tempted and i kind of want to give it a try but i think in your mouth a little bit when you say it yeah and then i go like it's you know like the like the whole playstation classic we talked about last week with siphon filter i'm like i have such strong positive memories of siphon filter and then i boot the game up and i go this is not what i remembered at all you know, mm. so I, I do think that there, at least for the original, the initial novelty of it all, I'll jump in a deluxe and be like, yeah, let's give me some PS1, PS2. But even then, I feel I'm going to have to see the list of available games before I, I dive in. Because right now, when we're, what, 
two months away, not even a month away from it being essentially released at the back end of June. Uh, at least for Europe, which we'll likely get bump, bumped in with. Now, for context, why Europe? Uh, we have been, in, in term, it all comes down to region. Now, back in the day when DVDs had different regions, it was region one, two, three, and four. Uh, one was the US, two was Asia, three was Africa, four was Europe and Australia. So hence why we are still lumped in as part of uh, PlayStation Europe. It's also to do with the PAL, the PAL region as well. So that's why we're that's why we're lumped in with Europe, not lumped in with Asia. It's an old school thing. Mm. So that was hence why my yep. That's why we're June twenty second or whatever it was. <clears throat> Until that list is announced, I'm not going out of my way. Uh, mm. You know, just because it's got PlayStation on it, which in in history has shown that I will buy it, especially when it comes to donuts and or jumpers or on my own arm apparently. But I need a bit more sway here. Because admittedly, if I had if I had access to PS3 as well, that would probably get me across the line. Because there are a number of games on PS3 that I would like to go back and finish or play again, but I'm too lazy to set up my PS3. Like, I would like to do God of War Ascension again, because it's one of the ones I've never finished. I'd like to do Metal Gear Solid 4 again, because Guns of the Patriots is great, but it's trapped on that console. Does, you know, does the PS2 allow me to play, like, you know, Snake Eater and... Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Sons of Liberty again, that'd be great. Yeah, sorry, Guns of the Patriots, not Sons of Liberty. Guns of Patriots are stuck on PS4, PS3. You know what I mean? That would get me across the line. Like, I would love to go play Resistance again. I'd love to play Infamous again. You know what I mean? Like, for me, they're the ones that I want to see. I've got good PS1 memories, but as you said, go back, it's going to be bad. They should probably, they should probably stay there. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's the, it's... I, I appreciate backwards compatibility from a preservation standpoint, which will get us into the next story. Um, <clears throat> but without that PS3, it's not getting me across the line. And if they're only $5 difference, I'm like, well, I feel like we're getting a little bit shafted here. Because mm. paid demos, paid demos is shit in, in general. Um, but I understand why it's there because they need to incentivize it somehow because there's really not a whole lot to offer otherwise. Um, but that's also not my problem. Like I, yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a nice chunk of information on the on the on the PlayStation Plus Premium demos also further down the list. Ah, well, let's jump into the preservation and then we'll go into the demos. All right. So earlier this week, Garrett Fredley broke the internet for PlayStation fans. He announced on Twitter that he was working with Sony on a newly created games preservation team. In an update, he has tried to explain what exactly that role is. Uh, Fredley provided a link to a GDC talk he held a few years ago discussing his preservation work at EA. In it, Fredley explains that what this actually means in very basic terms, preservation is the process of ensuring all aspects of a game and its creation are not only archived correctly, but kept in a state in which it could feasibly be restored and brought back in the future. His responsibilities at PlayStation are, quote, similar, although larger in scope. We imagine that he and other preservation staff will be working to archive Sony back, Sony's back catalogue, but not necessarily for redistribution. It's impossible to know at this stage. He signs off by saying he's unsure if he'll be involved in any emulation of any kind. See, this is something like is good. Like, so with with many games as we as we just discussed, trapped on particular consoles, and with Sony having thirty plus years of legacy right now. Like back in the day, it wouldn't have made as much sense to have a focus on this. But as the games industry keeps moving forward and we constantly hear about things getting lost to the ether, whether it be the rights to a game, whether it be the original source code, everything about it is just completely losable. Like how many times we heard like, oh, they've gone back to remaster the game and they don't know who owns it or they don't know where it is and it's just gone, gone forever. Yeah. <clears throat> so that part is really good and I think it's important to see where we came from especially when we're moving forward so an example to me is I'm, as I'm going to shit on Dark Souls uh, sorry uh, uh, Elden Ring like I want to look back and be like hey there are games that, ga that gave these awesome quality of life things that Elden Ring chose to forget for some reason oh what a time how good a map mark is oh so good you know, it's like these little things, you just see the progression of games from from their really gross polygonal PS1 days to the incredible games that we have now. 
it's such a cool way to be able to see that and experience and as you said it may not be, it may not be allowed for it may not be there for redistribution and that's fine but having it in at some point in general is is certainly uh, a positive stance uh, and a positive stance to have yeah for sure do you think it's going to be some sort of like backwards compatibility big no. big picture thing no no not at all i don't think so i think if that was the case they would have created this team before going hey we're, we're dropping a bunch of ps1 ps2 stuff on subscription service yeah i think i think the games that they're going to put on it they've already got ready to go i don't think they're going to add too much to that list yeah. i think this is very much like you're saying just in case we're going to make sure this is all backed up and locked down tight so if we do want to revisit it it is possible but it's going to we know it's going to be there when we look yeah because i think i think well it's very very similar uh very similar to uh oh, i have brain fired very similar to the, mu- the movie industry right right mm. now they're running on remakes and reboots so the games industry has moments where they where they rely very heavily on remasters when when things are going down and the momentum's a bit quiet remasters are key and having this ready to go allows them to continue that for better or worse to continue that momentum so when they have like oh maybe we should remaster something because a new game's coming out they have access to it 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 just i i presume this would nicely streamline a couple of things um and uh, potentially but once again it all depends on whether their focus is redistribution or not which i don't think it will be which is a which is a bummer anyway one thing the ps plus does is going to happen as we mentioned max moment ago is the demos so earlier this week an update to the playstation developer portal a kind of official forum for partners revealed that moving forward it will require all games <clears throat> with a with a wholesale price of 34 dollars us or higher to include a two-hour trial for ps plus premium members to play there was some confusion around the original reporting shared by game develop by game developer which suggested studios may have to manually create demos. The assumption was players would simply download the entire game and be restricted to two hours of gameplay, as that's how it works with the EA Play's current 10-hour trials, for example. But it appears to and it appears to be the case here as well. The demos, according to the reports, will be required to be available within three months of the game's release and must be provided for a year. Again, this is all mandated. With the exclusive, with the exclusion of PSVR games, <clears throat> publishers can also create bespoke demos if they prefer, but this requires additional resources. So the idea is either you get two hours of the game or they make a very exclusive demo with that in mind. As long as the demo was provided, it appears to be that's the focus. The problem, according to additional reporting from Kotaku, is that none of this has been properly communicated. Sony bad at communication? Who would have thought? And developers and publishers are a little peeved. And they're seemingly being required to provide two hours of their titles to Sony without compensation. So here's the rub. PlayStation can sell its pricey £99 or $119 uh, pound subscription tier with its added perk, which is pulled from Push Square. But publishers, as we understand it, don't see a cent of that money. Kind of sucky. So, yeah, that's insane. So they have then required to offer more of their game without being uh, without any back-end pay by the sounds from this new PS Plus model. That can't be right. <clears throat> because like if you're going to have these games as part of like <sighs> see it depends like is this well, is, is this only for first party or second party dealings like no, it's, if it's, you're asking it's, every it's, third party to do this that's a little fucked it does seem to be any it, i mean it it clearly states that any i mean it does say the partner portal so i would imagine that to a degree but it does state you know any game with a wholesale price of 34 dollars or higher Well, like that's that's a really weird sort of arbitrary line, like thirty-five bucks. I guess when the US, when prices are sixty bucks, it's kind of right down the middle. So it takes out a lot of those small indie games that normally are less than two hours to complete. You know, it kind of cuts it in half and allows a lot of double A's and triple A's to come through. But let's have a look in the chat here. So no, 
goes two hours is enough to feel if you're going to buy a game for me there's tons of games i'm interested in that i won't try as i don't want to spend the dollars on and i agree i think two hours it's the same rule that steam has so it's not like an unprecedented amount of time two hours is pretty good like ea play 10 hours that you can fucking finish games in 10 hours like you know pretty quickly whether you like it or not Mm. um yeah so i i'm okay with it from a from as the idea of the demo per se having it be behind such a paywall a bit shit especially as i remember when ps plus was originally pitched back on the ps3 and or ps4 they went oh there will be demos as part of it yeah, didn't they like invest heavily or purchase the Gaikai system and they were like every game will be a playable demo. Yeah, well Gaikai was was a sort of a mix of what PlayStation now became. So Yeah. Um with that the idea was like, yeah, if you get PS plus you get free games and you get exclusive demos, but that never came to fruition. Um it says it's coming together now with more money. <clears throat> so it's it's a it's a weird choice, but Having them not see any, any having these these companies, these publishers, developers, not get a, any cutback from the from the subscription service, that interests me, mostly because, especially when you look at the likes of Game Pass, where Game Pass essentially will subsidise you for your time on Game Pass, at um, least my understanding anyway, um, to have Sony have a relatively similar system, but then not. But I think the Back difference is I think the difference is between you get the full game on Games Pass, you can play it for as long as you want, you can download it, you can do whatever. <clears throat> you get two hours of this title. Mm. Like it's it's kind of like a it's that incentive of give them a taste so they want the rest and they'll purchase the game. As yeah. opposed to because they're not gonna get it for free. they're not getting it they're not getting it for free. No. They go, oh, I'm not sure about this game. So instead of going as as no, put in the chat. Instead of going, mm, I'm not by looking at it, I'm not feeling it. Therefore, I'm not going to spend the hundred dollars on it. Now it's it's free for me to play for two hours. I'll give it a burl. Wow, I really like this game. Purchase. And there's the added benefit of if it is the full title, you've already downloaded it you can just continue your two hour game time yeah. at the end of it you can just continue your play yeah and that part is is huge and i understand like as a good sampler and like a as you as a kind of almost like a dirty drug deal i get that that's cool um, but at the same time i don't know what the back end is for a developer to allow their game to be played for just two hours like i don't know how much extra work that entails and what the cost of that equates to for them if they see nothing from it yeah and it's one of those things people that developers and publishers aren't just going to go well i'm sorry we're not going to release we don't have time to make a demo we're not going to release it on your platform that's not going to happen so i think they're essentially trying to almost like strong arm some other companies with this we have to do it do you want to sell your game on our system or not and no one's going to say no because, you know, why cut out half the market? Because we know right now, PlayStation are ahead in terms of sales for the next generation of consoles or what is now the current generation of consoles. And with everyone over on Xbox, by design, might I add, not buying games and instead relying pretty heavily on Games Pass, if you want to sell copies of your games, you put them on PS4. You, oh, sorry, PlayStation. Or you put them on PC, right? and that's the challenge they're going to have is you know it's that whole lowering of the market thing with game pass right the idea is you know people like oh i'll just wait for it to come to game pass no one really buys games anymore on microsoft like when you see when you look at you know the monthly sales or whatever very few games in those sales are coming from xbox um and thankfully sony haven't taken that on board so it's not you know doing too much damage to to the those creating the games aside from this requirement um for uh you know for whatever it's interesting i'm I'm keen to see what happens but look sony can barely you you talked really really largely about like oh you know you get it for two hours then you can just go buy it in the store and then you know you you are so reliant on the microsoft on the playstation back end and we know very well that the sony back end sucks ass so much so that this week the Vita's built-in store was fucked, but it's now been solved. 
Users were receiving, quote, this content may not yet be for sale or is no longer for sale. And then Sony has promptly solved the problem with the VS with the store, which wrongly suggested that these titles were no longer for sale. So essentially, uh, on the back, and the, the irony here is on the back of the Vita store was getting canned X amount of months ago, a year ago, to mm. now go, yeah, you can't get it. Like, they clearly don't give a fuck about this store. They haven't for a while. And that is, this is why preservation is important. This is why demos are important. This is why you should buy your games and not rely on subscription services. Although you did, to be fair, you did have access to everything you had already purchased. You could still download your stuff. <coughs> you just couldn't buy new stuff. Yeah, but what if I want to buy new stuff, Max? Yeah. Huh? What about it? The beat is dead, Ryan. Let it go. It is. It's very dead. Moving on. The Quarry. <laughs> uh, developer Supermassive Games' uh, new title, The Quarry, success, uh, spiritual successor to Until Dawn, has gone gold this week ahead of its June 10th, I believe, mm. uh, release Get date. excited. Although... This isn't the only piece of news to come out about the quarry this week. Other news, the game will have 186 unique endings. Quote, we write it like a movie screenplay, director Will Biles explained. Actors are used, actors are used to a 100-page script in a movie. The script for this is over a thousand pages. Jesus Christ. They can get very alarmed. We have to shoot 50 pages a day, which is unheard of. It's a mad amount of footage. As you'd expect, there's a lot of repetition of similar scenes to account for all the gameplay permutations. Quote, We worked out 186 different endings for those characters, not just alive or dead. The stories that they have on the way through are massively varied. Branches really are a mathematical nightmare. It's just exponential. For example, the title will account for the relationships formed between characters and the impact they have on the outcome. Quote, we really like the idea of giving you context so you can have the exact same conversation, but know that that person has just killed someone and the context has changed everything. It's super cool. This is a couple of things about this. Now, now... Are the 186 endings truly unique? Is am I wearing a hat in one and not a hat in the other? Therefore, it's two different endings. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it is it something that small, or are they more significant and diverse in their endings? That and will I have to get all 186 to get the plat? Well, that was my so look. Okay, but don't forget, <clears throat> don't forget. A couple of weeks ago, we reported on the story that you can play this game in movie mode, and you just you pick some. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching. I'm not playing start. this game 186 times. You, you pick all your you pick all your options at the start and you hit play and the game plays out for you look i wonder if i can just do that 186 times and just just let it run unless for a the game is 45 minutes long 186 times is insane now i understand i i'm with you i, I imagine it's very small variants it's like you know he, he wore this shirt instead of this shirt or a hat or this hat and shirt combo or this person was stood to their left or this person stood to their right you mean like they can go down that line now there are two ways. There's the optimistic side of this, which is, oh my God, it's very unlikely anyone else will have the same version of the game that I did. That's fantastic. It's a truly choose your own adventure, unique experience. Like that's like tabletop role-playing game level of, of specificity. Mm. That's mad. The pessimist like me or the cynic like me goes, that's a lot. And I get anxious playing the game through once thinking that I've made the wrong choice. So then I have 185 other choices that it can end on. That just makes me so anxious. It makes every choice be horrible. Now, because like I'm very much of a save before a choice, think you know, give it a try. Oh, I didn't like that one. Try again. Like it, uh, uh, as, as so, you were the kid who used to leave your finger in the book in the in the. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. Because I don't like the idea of having to do it all over again. I only have so much time. Now, granted, the quarry looks fucking mad. And if it's very good and very intriguing, then I may totally be uh, down to play it a number of times. Now, as we've talked about, we'll be talking about on the show here. Um, we'll be joining, joined by our good friend Kat uh, from Hear Us Scream. Uh, you know, she she's a massive, massive uh, horror movie fan so she's the best person to come chat to us with it and uh, maybe it looks like maybe we might have to do a couple runs of it before we jump into the review because this is way way too many options but i'm also very excited for the game so i'm like it makes me excited scared and happy all at the same time it, it's it's a it's a big 
<clears throat> interesting uh, uh, feeling of emotions. But yeah, I don't know about you though. As the actors though, they normally get a hundred page script and they go, oh, hey, here's a thousand. Like, the fuck? So if a movie script is 50, 100 pages, they essentially have to film half a movie's worth of dialogue every day. That's a fuckload of writing and fuckload mm. of reading and voice acting. That's absolutely insane. There's a lot of ambition in the quarry. And um, look, Until Dawn was fantastic. The Dark Picture Anthology is hit and miss. It has its moments. Yeah. <clears throat> but I... F- I hope it's not too big for their britches, is what I'm thinking. All right. I agree. Quick bits. Tales of Arise has topped 2 million sales. Yay, I guess, for Max. Final Fantasy 16 is in its, quote, final stretch of development, according to producer Naoki Yoshida. Also, yay for Max. Does that, does that do it for you? Get your nips hard? I'm so stoked. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> it's good news. Good yeah. news. Hopefully, we get actual news about it soon. But for now, I'm happy to know that it's in the final stretch. So, I'll see it in like three years' time. Yeah, so 2023, I think. 2023. Minimum, 2024. Uh, The new Call of Duty game has been uh, announced, and it is, in fact, Modern Warfare 2. Not not that Modern Warfare 2. We go different Modern Warfare 2. Well, I don't know. I can't, I can't. I couldn't find any information on if it's a remastered Modern Warfare Two or if it's the continuation of the soft rebooted Modern Warfare from a few. Well, years they've ago. already remastered Modern Warfare Two. They did it bef- like a while ago, so this would then be the yeah, continue. This would be the continuation of yeah. the soft reboot because that's only really confusing. Mm. Disney Dreamlight Valley is a free-to-play life sim starring classic Disney characters. It's like, like what well, the thing that I, the comparison I saw was Animal Crossing, but with Disney. I'm like, get mm. the fuck out of here! That looks mad. I'm gonna play the shit out of that. The only downside is I know it's gonna be full of microtransactions and time. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to buy all of the Disney characters. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just living in a world with nothing in it. Yeah, and, and it'll probably have all <laughs> those time bullshits like, hey, you have to wait 16 hours for this thing and whatever, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, energy's run out. You. Can- <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's going to be full of that. It's going to be absolutely full of that. But um, it looked really cool. It did look really, really cool. Uh, and finally, Ubisoft announces the termination of online services for almost 100 of its older titles. These are titles back on, like, PS3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and look, we, we, we can't play them here anyway. It matter. But, yeah. okay, cool. Let's shout out to them supporting PS3 games until now. But also, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, for upcoming releases, we have Adios Amigos, Galactic Explorers, PS4, PS5 coming May 3rd. We have Wild Cu- Wildcat Gun Machine coming to PlayStation 4 May 4th. And Trek to Yomi coming to PS4, PS5 May 5th. Yeah, man. Like, I know, I know a lot of a lot of our buddies are quite excited for Trek to Yomi. I know it's on but a good literal buddy, Buddy Watson, a uh, friend of the show. He, he is all kinds of uh, primed and ready to go for Trek to Yomi. Because um, apparently it's like side-scroll Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Um, and I don't know you're a sucker for like, what was the, what was that side scrolling um, uh, Dark Souls s game that got you all got you all moist? Oh, like Salt and Sacrifice, Salt yeah, Sanctuary, all of those. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Will, you, will, will this give you some loving? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, very nice. It's not too far away. Yeah, no, it's just a couple of days away. Look, I'll probably still be playing Red Dead Redemption and hating every other game. Um, just not really feeling the love, but uh, you know. There you go. Have we missed I mean, anything? Have we missed anything yeah, in the chat? I was just going to say, Reverend Park just put in the chat uh, relating to the Ubisoft stuff. Uh, it's a good portion of the old Assassin's Creed games, and if you earned anything from UPlay slash Ubisoft Connect, it just magically isn't available anymore. Oh, nice. Classic. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Yeah, it does check out. Anyway. But there we go. That does bring us to the end of this COVID-filled episode for at least half of us. <clears throat> thank you all for joining and uh and listening to me cough and splutter my way through the show as i about to cough right now yeah <clears throat> uh, thankfully my voice has, has come back um was a bit shitty at the start of the week but here it is now and i'm in a couple days left of isolation wish me well as i slowly slowly spiral into insanity um but you know i appreciate you all taking the time to come chat to us on twitch and listen to the show live uh or listen to us on podcast services youtube whatever we still greatly appreciate uh, you all. As I say each and every week, time is the most valuable thing you can give to someone, and we appreciate you spending it with us. Max, send him home. Well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 
8 a.m. on podcast services. Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTube. Cheers, you take two weeks off and you forget everything. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can, though. Come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. Well, you heard me last week, right? Like, I, it's so used to the routine that, like, I couldn't do your part properly. I kept calling P- Paul Max. It's absolute bullshit. Like, it's, we're so ingrained in it. But if you wanted to join that conversation live, you can by heading over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you are on youtube be sure to like subscribe comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store popcorn.com slash shop where you can buy shirts other assorted shit with our logos on it and of course you can help support the brands that help support us by heading over to twitch.tv oh nope heading over to au.manscape.com use the promo code ftp get yourself 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping so treat your front area keep yourself nice and clean smelling good for the man woman or they in your life but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players COVID sucks i want to go outside so bad but you can go out it's not the same i can go into my courtyard but like i know there's still a gate there I'm just like, mm. and like suddenly I realize all these things that I need to buy now that I can't leave the house. It's fucked. Isolation blows. Delivery's format.